1: Welcome in to episode nine of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, and I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, and always a legend, Aaron Riley. Aaron, great to be with you. Uh, listeners, we're, we're coming to you on a Thursday. apologize for late recording um, but Aaron didn't want to see my face which is understandable he didn't want to be around me didn't want to be near me but finally convinced him to get on on the pod this week Uh, so coming to you guys on Thursday Happy happy to drop this one but Aaron uh, how you living my friend?
0: I'm living larger than ever man Uh, day by day I think uh, gonna keep getting better and better Uh, the thing is with the podcast you know we always promise twice a week and that's what we're going to deliver on we never you know said exactly what days those would be and you know this is definitely a late start as we're half more than halfway through the week but uh we're here and uh ready to spit some some hot takes and, and definitely get into some altercations i would say
1: hey spot the lie we never said it was going to be a monday recording it was going to be a thursday recording we did not hope we were not held to that so we'll we'll not hold up in court if the listeners are so inclined to take it that far but a little bit of an, a little bit of an audio situation update for, for you guys uh my wonderful girlfriend katie uh, was nice enough to lend the podcast to Slightly used mics. Obviously, Aaron and I are not in person right now, but hopefully next week or the week after we get things back on track and re- can record in person again. But um, and by slightly used mics, I mean I'm currently using a mic from the PlayStation 2 game. Uh, I think it's called SingStar. Um, that was released in the early 2000s. For those wondering, you can currently buy it for four dollars on eBay. Uh, so kind of cool to to use a handheld mic. Kind of feel like a legitimate podcast. So I'm not gonna lie. Kind of feel. Uh, like a boss, but hoping we can, you know, with two mics, hopefully, when we're in person next week, we can get back to more of a conversational style and bring that to the pod. But shout out, Katie. Um, but I was thinking, Aaron, though, um, I think a great content piece would, would be if we got this game, star got a PS2 off for like 10 bucks. So I imagine you can get a PS2 and a couple controllers for like five bucks these days. And we just sang a karaoke song or sang a song for the podcast, or so basically, what if we recorded an intro song for the pod on this game, Syncs
0: Uh, As long as there's no high pitched, there's no high pitches or anything like that, I'm totally with the idea. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a Mariah Carey when it comes to karaoke. So, you know, as long as we stay uh, remotely safe on, on the song that we pick or, you know, if we create one, which I think we have the uh, creativity to, to really come up with anything great. Uh, you know, I might be a little bit cocky, but Regardless of that, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for the idea.
1: I was kind of hoping to rely on you for the high parts, but uh, I guess I'll have to tune up the chords. Uh,
0: you know, I can give it my best, you know, RIP to the headphone listeners out there. Um, you know, right. I'll personally, personally pay for the funerals, but <laughs> regardless of that, you know, maybe I'll, I'll give my hand at, at it and, and we'll see. Maybe it'll transition me into a music career. Real quick, what's your,
1: not to put you on the spot here,
0: uh, I probably but,
1: should ask you this off air first, but, if you had to pick, what would be your go-to karaoke song?
0: I'm gonna definitely say it's by the Killers. Um, yeah, uh, all these things I that I have done. It's you know not not one of the most popular songs, but uh, it's either that or maybe Paradise by Coldplay. Just a couple okay. you know classics. A couple okay, you know, kind of easy listens. Um, the Coldplay song. That's... The Coldplay song definitely gets people, you know, in their feels a little. bit bit but uh you know I, I think it's gonna motivate most people and then for for the killer song uh just you know a kind of a pump up song and, and one that you know you just gotta bring the heat you got you gotta bring the fire on that one. So uh I'd like to hear yours though.
1: I I I'm blanking on the name. This is horrible because I wrote the question down, planned on asking it and forgot to look up the song, but I think it's called Shaggy or maybe it's by Shaggy. Uh it's basically a duet with my girlfriend and I she sings like the singing parts and I just sing like the rapper like sort of background parts but you sort of went, went you know when it, it's a song that goes you know you caught me on the counter it wasn't me called me in the back. Okay. whatever it wasn't me that was a horrible sort of trying to you know come up with a rendition of, of the songs that i was thinking about but i think it might be called shaggy or it's by shaggy uh completely butchering that i'm gonna get made later absolutely for that but uh, I am definitely not a solo act. I need somebody to carry me along in a karaoke setting, so I'd have to go with that one for sure.
0: Hey, man, no, ju- this is a judgment-free zone. The only person that really gets judged consistently is Derek Carr. This man was a bona fide scrub. And, and really, that's not going to change from, from episode to episode. We, we try and stay consistent, so I definitely uh, i am willing to listen to some karaoke by Daniel Kurtz you know, any, any day of the week and, and any time in that day.
1: Ricochet shots are flying, early folks. I love it. Uh, let's get into today. Oh, and now for today's topics. All right, we'll start with this debacle from ESPN and their dumb league-wide fantasy draft. It is Thursday. I I believe this article came out on Monday, uh, so if you haven't seen it already, it's kind of funny. We might drop the link in our podcast description if I can figure out how to do that. I probably won't be able to figure it out. So. Um, don't bank on that, but just Google NFL Nation fantasy drafts NFL, and you'll probably be able to find it. Uh, ESPN released a story, uh, if you can even call it a story, in which all of their NFL Nation reporters, uh, which to clear up for the listeners, their quote-unquote NFL Nation reporters means ESPN legitimately has one reporter that covers each team, um, on top of their senior NFL writers who write about major storylines and shit like that. But side note, I think it's a gigantic waste of money to have 32 reporters for 32 teams. Like. Why can't the same person cover the Giants and Jets? Want to have the same person cover the Rams and Chargers? But I mean, you probably don't even need a reporter to cover the Chargers because nobody cares about them anyway. Ricochet shot. Um, anyway, Ouch, they don't even get fans, so it's it's all right. I, I'm I'm
0: willing to I'm willing to put it out there that the Jaguars probably have the weakest fan base. At least, I the, I've never been there. I'd love to to spend time in Jacksonville. I can't say that they have the best, uh, you know, the sports uh Passion is at an all-time high in that city. I would never – that would never come out of my mouth. But wow. uh, it just seems like I, I've definitely flipped on games where, you know, this was in a season where they were, I think they were 13-3 and three that one year. And it was, like, you know, fairly empty in that stadium. So, but I'm, I'm calling you out, Jacksonville fans, if we have any of you, which, you know, the likelihood of a Jacksonville Jaguar fan turning into this show is like me winning the lottery. Even though I play every week, it's yet to happen. So, um, yeah, it's just a side note.
1: Hey, is Brandon Beaverslo a Jaguars fan or no? No, what is he? Titans.
0: Yeah, Tennessee Titties. I mean Titans.
1: Sorry, oh, God, God awful there. Uh, poor Duval,
0: dude. Get Duval's getting the
1: getting the berry right off the bat here. Uh, I guess if we're going down this tangent, what do you what do you think of Gardner Minshew? Do you think he's legitimate or no? We'll get to we'll get to more hot takes in a minute. But what is your take on Gardner Minshew?
0: Hey, it's been a while since we got off off topic on one of these shows so why not i know Um, i love it it's it's flying it's flying early um i would say his his mustache game is definitely legitimate if if that's the question you're asking i don't know if you're talking about that or his quarterback play like really the mustache mustache for sure okay oh yeah on the mustache front dude he's top five if not top three maybe even number one on the on the mustache game i absolutely just shredding it uh bitches love it Mm -hmm. so We'll, we'll leave it at that. But uh, as far as a quarterback position goes and, you know, evaluation on his play, I'd say, uh, you know, I, I give him a, a full year to play this coming year see what happens. I definitely don't think he's a scrub. I think he has a big arm. It's just it, it's one of those situations, you know, it's going to have to play out. But I, I think he's, he's definitely above average. I think he could be like maybe a Josh Allen type quarterback.
1: I forgot to mention this a second ago, but. Nick Foles is there for a cup of coffee down in Jacksonville, so I figured he'd be all over their bandwagon by now.
0: Uh, No, well, now he's on the Bears, so, like, you know, the, the whole thing with Nick Foles is, like, you know, in Philly, he's God, but then he goes anywhere else. It's kind of like he, you know, forgets who he is and forgets what he's doing for a living, that type of thing, you know, and I, I don't want to throw a shot at Nick Foles, uh, you know, there's a statue of him uh, for a reason, but. Um, You know, I think he belongs in Philly. I think, you know, obviously if Carson Wentz doesn't produce in the next couple of years, it it might be something we regret, you know, as far as letting him walk out the door. So uh, I wanted him to do well in Jacksonville, but uh, injury problems caused him, you know, a short exit and then. Didn't pan out in one season down there.
1: He'll be with Matt Nagy, Central grad. Shout out for those of you who don't know that's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the best county in the entire country. Uh, he'll be fine, I think. Matt Nagy, Andy Reid, uh, Doug Peterson, coaching tree down there in Kansas City. So, he'll be fine. Arguably one of the most intriguing quarterback battles going into going into the season: Mitch Trubisky versus Nick Foles. Maybe throwing a Jacoby Brissett, Phil Rivers, what they paid Phil Rivers, $25 million. So is he actually going to ride the bench? Probably not. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others, but we'll get into some quarterback battles as we get to training camp. So um, anyway, to, to get into this story, uh, if you can even call it a story, um, they legitimately had a fantasy draft of all current NFL players because apparently in the face of George Floyd, the national pandemic, sports leagues coming back left and right, they don't have anything else to write about. Uh, and listen, if, if this podcast can record for at least 40 minutes a night without sports, ESPN, for Christ's sake, can find some actual topics to write about. But I digress. Getting to the story here, um, each NFL reporter got the chance to select four rounds and construct a roster of current NFL players no matter what team they currently play for. Again, 32-team, four-round fantasy draft, basically. I think it was Snake as well, so followed this year's draft order. So the Bengals guy picked first in the first round. Uh, the Redskins and Lions, so on and so forth. There were so many preposterous picks in this thing um, that I felt like we had to bring this up and react to it because the reasoning behind these picks are laugh out loud funny. It just shows you that uh, a wheelchair quarterback, an armchair quarterback, a computer quarterback, if you will, what I like to call reporters, uh, it's kind of funny to see what they would try to do if they were actually in the in the GM's chair. So let me get to some more of, of the criteria just to give you guys some more background and then we'll actually get into some of the picks and I'll throw some questions to to Aaron's way for his spot on analysis as usual. Um, Every current NFL player was available to be available to be drafted uh, and salary caps did not matter, but they only drafted four rounds. As I said, Um, each GM had to select a quarterback, a non QB offensive player. So wide receiver, you know, offensive lineman, running back, tight end, whatever um, and a defensive player as well. The fourth pick was a wild card open to any position. So, they used the 2020 NFL draft order, as I said, traded, traded picks reversed, and then a snaking format. Each GM or reporter in this case was asked to draft with intentions of win, winning a Super Bowl within five years. So um, some definitely took the approach of drafting a guy like Breeze or a guy like Brady. To win in a year or two and um, built a base for the future. So we'll get to the pigs here, Aaron. Without even looking at it, who do you think went number one?
0: Who do I? It's got to be Patrick Mahomes.
1: It was Patrick Mahomes drafted by Ben Baby, the Bengals reporter. Ben Baby is an all-time name. So shout out to his parents for that. I you know I guess if you have a name like last name like Baby, it's tough to come up with a first name, but they did a good job. Um, so round one, Patrick Mahomes for the Bengals. Round two, Josh Allen not a quarterback, the defensive end down in Jacksonville. Round three, Laramie Tunsell, the weed man himself, offensive tackle, plays for the Texans now. And round four, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver. So you have to go with Mahomes here. That's not a shock. Uh, I think they drafted a pretty good team. They're probably in tier one, tier two, but nothing really stands out to me, so we'll keep going. Round one, pick number two, Russell Wilson. That's my quarterback quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Goes to the Redskins here from John Kime. Um, are you surprised Lamar didn't go second, Aaron?
0: Uh, a little bit, yeah. I would say not shocked. I think Russell Wilson at, at times is, uh, you know, underappreciated. I think he's kind of solidified himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the game. I don't know if I'd go number two with that pick. Uh, that's kind of tough. I'm I'm kind of split on that one. So, I, But I don't think I'd pick Lamar either just because of his, you know, yeah, he's only been in the league a few years now. But, you know, being 0-2 in the playoffs, that you know, Maybe, maybe in the next five years he gets a ring. You know, to make a long story short, but uh, I'd probably pick Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson. Might surprise some people. I might go out on a limb and say I'd I'd pick Brady. I mean, maybe, but uh, or maybe like a maybe an Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. That that's that one's a toss up. But I I'd, I I'd, I'd agree in the fact that I'd pick Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson in those positions.
1: I do too. I I'm a Russell Wilson. Stan, I like Russell Wilson. I I don't think he gets a fair shake. Their their offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. He was the OC back in the day when Sanchez was slinging the rock for the Jets in 09, 2010. Slinging it. Horrible offensive coordinator, in my opinion. Uh, um, he tries to run the ball a shit ton, even though they haven't had a running back since like Lynch was actually in his prime, which was like five years ago. Uh I don't think he they have they've never really had a great offensive line um unless Russell Wilson just is running around for no reason. Uh he seems to be running for his life at least three to four times a game. I think he's a great player. MVP caliber year in and year out, I'd probably pick him number two as well. Um rounding out the Redskins picks, number two, round two for them was Shaq Barrett defensive end. Don't hate that. Um uh, round three, Trent Williams offensive tackle, round four, Terry McLaurin wide receiver. So Trent Williams has High Redskins ties, and and Terry McLaurin is currently on the Redskins, so some could say this guy from the Redskins is a homer. But I'm not going to say that.
0: Um, Yeah, not much creativity there. I'll say that. Terrible, terrible.
1: Detroit Lions, round one, pick number three, Lamar Jackson, quarterback. Uh, You know, he's probably going to go top five here. Reigning
0: MVP. I don't really hate the pick. Yeah, I don't either. I'm kind of one of those people that's a little bit hesitant on on saying that you know he's going to be some uh, all-time great player. Um, You know, I think he has definitely the potential and he's already done it over a course of one season. Uh, I'm of the mindset. Can he continue to do it? And will he stay healthy long-term in the, in the way that he plays? I'm not sure That's yet to be determined. Um, but obviously his, his ceiling is really infinite. You know, it can go to the moon. So uh, at the moment, yeah, I, I don't have any problems with the pick and the Detroit Lions need something to be excited about. So that would be something to be excited about.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I've been on the record as saying he he is a Michael Vick without the the off-the-field issues, and he might be even better. Uh, I just think when you have a quarterback like that who can run as well as he does, um, who's probably better than most running backs in this league, and who can throw as well as he does, I think it's like having 12 people on offense instead of 11. So I don't hate that pick at all. Definitely deserved the MVP this year. Um, I hate that he's in the AFC, and I hate the Baltimore Ravens, but um, it's a great pick. Interestingly, Interestingly enough, the fourth pick went to the Giants. They picked Deshaun Watson. I thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, I, I like I like Watson a lot, but to, to give you perspective, um, let's see who went after that. The three guys after him took defensive players. I don't know why. And uh, we'll get to the later picks as well. But do you think Watson um, is deserving of a four pick here?
0: I do. I'm, I'm I'm one of the. I'm not gonna say the few, but I, I definitely am on the. Deshaun Watson bandwagon big time uh I'd me personally if I was starting a team I think I'd rather have Deshaun Watson than Lamar Jackson just from a, I think he plays the quarterback position a little bit more stereotypical than Lamar Jackson uh from a longevity standpoint I think he'll hold up better than Lamar Jackson based upon size and and just the way he plays the game yeah he scrambles gets out of the pocket a good bit but I just think uh, Deshaun Watson's, you know, uh, going to play a, a longer career overall. I think he'll remain healthy longer, and, and I think he's got a monster arm, and think Bill O'Brien is doing them an injustice by, you know, being Bill O'Brien and, and just kind of making bonehead decisions, and, and I just never thought he was the best play caller. So, uh, overall, I think if you put Deshaun Watson on the right team, he, he finds a way to win a Super Bowl easily in his career.
1: Aaron tearing down Bill O'Brien, even though he turned around Penn State's program, um, the, the Giants round four pick here was Allen Robinson, um, Penn State graduate plays for the Chicago bears. That'd be a fire combination to see Watson and Allen R- Robinson playing with each other. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, I think obviously Deshaun Watson losing the, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The, the receipt, one of the best receivers in the league. I'm brain dead tonight, but, uh,
1: yeah, from from who from the he left,
0: Bears? He left the Texans. So
1: DeAndre Hopkins.
0: DeAndre, I don't know why that slipped my mind, but uh, yeah, obviously he's not on we,
1: Philly. That's why.
0: Whoa, personal attacks, personal attacks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, I think like I said, if you put uh Deshaun Watson with with you know some targets and some weapons, that that's it's a lethal combination, and and I'm I'm just a big fan of him. I was a big fan of him in college, so I just I'm rooting for him and. Hopefully he can uh, get over the top. And I definitely think he's a top five, top four, you know, style player.
1: All right. I I agree. Uh, Watson's great. Moving on here, Miami Dolphins, round one, number five. The first non-quarterback. We have Aaron Donald going number one uh, for the Dolphins. Round two, they pick Zeke Elliott. Round three, they take quarterback Kirk Cousins. Round four, Kevin Byard. Safety. What do you think of the strategy by taking Aaron Donald in round one? With can, you,
0: can you uh can you tell me the reporter's name that that picked these players if you don't mind?
1: Cameron Wolf, Dolphins reporter.
0: Yeah, I might have to send him a DM and like ask him what his IQ is because obviously <laughs> it's, it's probably not showing up on a on a test. Uh, it's it's that low. I think just those picks are absolutely t- terrible. I'll say I'll go as far as to say trash. Aaron Donald, yeah, he's a, he's a good defensive player and. and he makes impact at times, but there's been games where I've watched him and it's like you, you don't see him whatsoever. Uh, it's not even like one time during the game that he he wreaks havoc, wreaks havoc. So, uh, and then you pick Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Obviously, that's just that's a recipe for disaster. You like that? You like that? Not really, because uh, he doesn't. I love move it. Much. Yeah,
1: bold, bold move not not to convert the fifth overall pick into a QB. It's hard. It's hard to knock the selection of the league's best defensive player and. Cousins falling to pick number sixty-nine. Nice, uh, it was a good calculation. Fitting. I I, I guess here it's between the, a a few quarterbacks. Maybe you go with Carson Wentz. Maybe you go uh, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you go Kyler Murray or someone like that.
0: But I was, I, yeah. I was just thinking that like I would pick Kyler Murray seven days out of seven over Aaron Donald from an impact standpoint.
1: Well, you'll love you'll love these next picks then. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, Kevin Seifert, Seifert um, he's, a, he's apparently a national NFL writer. So this might lead into the theory that the Chargers don't even have a reporter, which would be laugh out loud funny. Pick number one, Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle. Interesting. Round two, Zadarius Smith, outside linebacker. Round three, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, quarterback from the Giants, goes to the Chargers round three. And round four, another offensive lineman, Brandon Brooks, guard
0: your thoughts. Uh, so you're telling me so this guy's mindset is we're gonna win a Super Bowl in the next five years with Daniel Jones at the quarterback position. I mean it, you know so some people are just challenged mentally. I don't know if that's you know he's one he falls into that category but you know I honestly no in all in all due respect uh I, I don't think Daniel Jones is garbage. I think I think he does have potential. Um uh, but uh yeah just those first couple picks are like I don't know. I'm not picking I know the the offensive line is obviously you know massively important and uh, protecting the quarterback is huge, but you got to pick a player that's going to make an impact you know right away. So it's like I I look at it like this: get somebody that can put points on the board, and then yeah. put, put pieces around him that right. you know that can protect him. So if I was them, maybe I pick Kyler Murray and then a, a great offensive line in the second round, or I surround him with I give him a good running back or a receiver or. You know, even a corner, I I value a little bit more than, like, an outside linebacker, for example. So, um, yeah, once again, just mind-blowing that these people get to take – you know, give their takes and and report for these teams when, thank God, they're not the GM.
1: This guy – so this guy is – I guess, reasoning behind drafting Stanley and and Brooks and Smith and then Dimes as well. He says, in drafting tackle Stanley and guard Brooks, I have two of the best of their positions. They'll give me maximum scheme flexibility and make good skill position players better. Well, buddy, if you don't have any good skill position players, how are they going to be better? Um, That's my take. Danny Dimes, I don't think Danny Dimes is bad. I, I think he, you know, showed promise last year and it can eventually evolve into a decent starter if he has good coaching. I have no idea what Joe Judge is going to do with that team or with Danny Dimes. He was a special teams coordinator by trade. So I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to to draft an offensive lineman and then go defensive lineman. Like why not just go quarterback second round if you missed on one of the first, but that is the Chargers uh, sort of, sort of, you know, playing GM like the actual GM for the team does. So can't, can't fault them there. I guess another interesting little nugget here from the Panthers uh, they picked Joey Bosa first, and then they picked DeForest Buckner second. Uh, then they go with Jarrett Stidham third, and then Jedrick Wills Jr. Uh, fourth, I mean, Bosa and Buckner, yeah, you'd probably have the best uh, defensive line in the league. Uh, DeForest Buckner used to play with Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa's brother, and now he plays in Indianapolis because he got traded. So uh, one of the most formidable lines for sure. Picking Jarrett Stidham is absolutely stupid. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback at all. He he might play decent this year because of Belichick, but uh, Belichick will probably draft someone next year or the year after and dump him uh, like he's chopped up. Yep. And then Jedrick Wills is a good pick in the fourth round. I think he's going to be a good player, so I can't really fault him there.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I'm a little surprised that the I think that Jared Stidham hate is real. Uh, I think a lot of people are doubting what he can do. I'm I'm kind of like you know if I were to to, to get my take on it, it's, it's a question mark for sure. At this point, um, you know, I, I think the jury's still out, and we'll see. Uh, it's a good point you made, though. Belichick can really make anybody, you know, almost give him the steroids effect. Uh, obviously, you think about Matt Castle after he left New England, absolutely dumped, you know, a dumpster fire disaster. In that, in that respect, I, I agree with you. I think me personally, uh, just, you know, I don't get to see Bosta or um, Aaron Donald play too, too much uh, in the teams that I watch play, but, uh, whenever I I saw the 49ers play and I saw Bosa, he, he's like an absolute machine. Uh, so I think if I'm if I'm picking one of these defensive ends or you know th- these position players, I'm I'm taking Bosa over Aaron Donald right now. Uh, that's just based upon what I've seen. I you know that's just my take on it though.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I, not not much more needs to be said on that. I, I I just think not taking a quarterback when you have a top 10 pick is absolutely stupid and. Taking number seven, you could have got a decent one on the board. But getting to the Cardinals here, I I think they were boom or bust for sure. There's no doubt about that. They're going for the Super Bowl in one year, uh, much less five years, and and was the ultimate goal of this exercise. Drew Brees, round one. Chandler Jones, defensive end, round two. A.J. Green, wide receiver, round three. Patrick Peterson, uh, round four. Uh, Brees is a stupid pick here. Uh, He has one year left, max, like I said, Boomer bust for for twenty twenty. You know, you may only get one yet or Breeze, who's forty one. Durability issues for Green, who's thirty one, uh, makes the veteran receiver pretty risky. Jones is is pretty good. Um, he's an elite edge rusher, and and Peterson is only twenty nine, which he seems like he should be thirty nine. This I feel like he's been in the league forever, but uh, Boomer bust for twenty twenty for the Arizona Cardinals, to say the least.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think you know if. If Drew Brees is on the field and, and AJ Green's on the field, that's a really absolutely crazy combination uh, between the two of them. I'd love to see it. But uh, yeah, if Boomer bust, maybe, maybe it would prevail and, and maybe they'd win it all. But like you said, a short term window on that, and that would be if, if both players are, are healthy. That's one of the, the first uh, teams that I've heard that to put a quarterback and receiver that are both, you know, I would say elite together. So at least they got that right uh, as far as the age and. And, you know, durability issues, That that's a question mark. But I like what they're trying to do. I just might go with a, a younger quarterback uh, and a more durable receiver, maybe a DeAndre Hopkins. And, uh, you know, let's just say uh, it's, it's tough. To, uh, Russell Wilson is, is somebody I can point to, if you can pull that off.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, getting to number nine here, back to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> talk. Arguably one of the best drafts, I think, right here. Uh, round number one, Dak Prescott. Round number two, Daniel Hunter, defensive end from the Vikings. Round number three, Juju smith schuster Round number four, Marshawn Latimer, cornerback. Dak at number nine is an absolute steal. As much as I don't think Dak is all that great, I, I do think he fits the bill here to be the number ninth player taken in an NFL draft. I am completely fine with that. Daniel Hunter, um, kind of a quieter name, I would say. I think it's... On defense, it's all about elite pass rushers and cornerbacks, right? And and only Aaron Donald and, and Chandler Jones had more sacks than Daniel Hunter over the past two seasons. That is not a credit to our research department. That's on the article I'm fucking reading. So shout out to ESPN for that. Um, and Marshawn Lattimore with the fourth pick is, is fantastic. I think he was defensive rookie of the year in 2017. And then I'm forgetting Juju. But I think Juju's, oddly enough, still only 22, 23 years old and Probably a top five wide receiver, top ten wide receiver, when not getting the ball from Mason Rudolph.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, definitely an interesting one. I, I don't know. You, you didn't say Kyler Murray was drafted yet, though.
1: Still on the board.
0: It's, yeah, I, am taking Kyler Murray there over Dak Prescott and my, my personal Fair. on my draft board, uh, if I'm making one. But, uh, yeah, you, you put Dak with, uh, Juju on the same team. That, that might be a little bit scary. Uh, you kind of saw Dak have some success with Amari Cooper when Amari Cooper wasn't pulling himself out of the game. Shout out to the Philly hey. fans—they rattled him a little bit. They say it was an injury, but uh, I think he he kind of unraveled at his at his seams there in Philadelphia, which you know only helped us win that game in the division last year. But I think uh, those those two picks, uh, obviously, you pick an edge rusher. I think that's a that's a good idea too. So I you know. Not a bad draft. I just – I'm not big on the – I think I like Dak Prescott as a person more than I like him as a quarterback at this stage.
1: I think I hate him as a person and as a quarterback,
0: but that's just me. Dang, um, you're sounding like a Philly fan now.
1: The, I just hate the Cowboys. So, um, I'm with Cleveland Browns have, have the 10th pick here. Um, they picked Nick Bosa, which is weird. Round two, they picked Justin Herbert, which might be even weirder. Round three, Chris Godwin, Penn State, elite player. Going to catch a million balls from Tom Brady this year. Uh, round four, drivers Landry, good player. I think he's getting a little old, but nonetheless, good player. I think they have two good wide receivers. Nick is you know, rookie last year. He'll probably be a stud. Uh, I guess I was more kidding with, with the pick. doesn't make sense. I, I still would have gone quarterback here round one. And having Herbert as your quarterback is an absolute dumpster fire. He's going to suck, in my opinion. more of the stereotypical Browns drafting that, that they are used to. Uh, in this one
0: yeah I guess their reporter is kind of similar to the to the GMs that they hire just absolutely atrocious so no really surprise there Um, yeah I'm not sure like like you said I just kind of keep going back to the point of why would you not pick you know one of these quarterbacks even if they would have said oh Baker Mayfield and it would have been stereotypical I would have had I would have said that's a better pick than you know the defensive player right off the bat because how are you scoring the ball if you don't have a quarterback Right. Uh, it's kind of questionable. But, uh, yeah, that's like you said, that's just not not a very good, not a very good one.
1: All right, Aaron, you'll like this one. Round one, pick 11. Uh, who did the New York Jets select? Who do you think? What's your guess?
0: Uh, you got to at least give me a, position. Give me a quarter,
1: position. Quarter quarterback has red hair.
0: I'll say that. Oh, man. I'm th- I'm thinking you m- you make the trip down to Philadelphia and you pick up pick up Carson Wentz at that juncture.
1: We went down 95, stopped at the link, scooped uh, scooped him up from the hospital, got Carson Wentz nice. for a quarterback oh. uh, in round one. Who's he throwing the ball to though? He's throwing the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. in round two, round Ooh. three. Bradley Chubb, outside linebacker, probably a bad pick, but nonetheless, here we are. Round four, Zach Martin, guard, uh, one of the best guards in the NFL, plays for the Cowboys, so don't hate that. I don't think he was building a one-year wonder, the Jets reporter here. I, you know, it says all four of his picks are under the age of 30. You know, he took Wentz over Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Sam Darnold. Uh, I think you trade out Sam Darnold here for Carson Wentz, and this is the best team in this entire draft. That's just my take.
0: Yeah, no, I'd love to – I I don't know. If Carson Wentz doesn't pan out in Philly, and, and at one point he gets to play with Odell, and Odell's still – has something left in the tank, that would definitely be uh you know, must watch TV. But uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a Carson Wentz supporter. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I believe that he could be doing more, but then you start to look around and see who he's thrown to in Philadelphia. And it's a lot of, a lot of nothing and a, a ton of drop balls uh, during his, his time here so far. So um, yeah, you put, you put him on the jets and then you put him with Odell that would, that might be lethal and you know, that would, I'd love to see it. And, and I and just like you, I, I'm taking Carson Wentz um, over Sam Darnold seven days a week. Whoa! whoa at at whoa, this point, whoa. at this point, they're you know both younger quarterbacks. Obviously, Sam Darnold younger yet. Uh, so Jerry's still out. Just uh, you know, we're we're this is a, a draft where we're just kind of picking people oh, okay. off the board, and and that's you know that that's appropriate for that for the Jets to do that.
1: Good save. Good save. <laughs> scary, scary team here. Number one pick for the Raiders, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback. Number two, Vaughn Miller. Number three, Woo! Josh Jacobs. He currently plays for the team. That's a cop-out. Number four, Henry Ruggs. I think Henry Ruggs also got drafted by the Raiders. That's also a cop-out. I would have probably picked Aaron Rodgers in the top five. Um, I know he's 36, what, 37? Um, 30, yeah. Trying to yeah, build it to it to it a winner in the next five years. I think he's a good three seasons. He's a solid three seasons left in him. I would have taken him in the top five. Von Miller um, in the second round's a steal. Um, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he's a great player and, and one I've admired for a long time. Josh Jacobs is is pretty good. It, it might be a little bit high to take a running back there. Um, and Henry Ruggs can run. A four two nine forty. So um, and Al Davis loves to take speed guys, but I think it's a good roster. Uh, like I said, Aaron Rodgers and and you know throwing to throwing to Josh Jacobs, throwing to Henry Ruggs, and you have Von Miller on the other side. I think it's basically if they still had Cleo Mack um, and, and obviously a better quarterback than Derek Carr. So um, you swap out those two picks, and it, it could basically be their team. But um, I don't draft the Raiders. So
0: right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll go to your Aaron Rodgers uh, point there. I I think in my opinion he's got two years left. Uh, I think he's kind of been fatigued by injuries, Uh, you know, earlier in his career where I I just don't think he's as durable. And I think he's just kind of with the the whole Max Kellerman cliff, uh, you know, perspective and things like that, that he's alluded to. I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of at some, in some aspects he doesn't have what he used to have uh, and and he's definitely falling from the cliff. I don't, I don't know how, you know, how fast that's going to happen this coming season. I think ever since I, you know, I saw him play that, that playoff game in, in San Francisco where he absolutely got the shit kicked out of him. It was kind of huh. underwhelming. Um, you know, I just expected more from him as one of the, the better quarterbacks in the league. And some people considered him like one of the best of all time. I, I don't see how people can say that. Uh, I think he's got the, let's, let's say he's got the skill to be one of the best of all time. I just don't think he's produced. Enough on the biggest stage to be one of the best of all time, and that, if that makes sense. But obviously, yeah, I, I think you take Aaron Rodgers in the top ten. I don't think you let him slip outside of the top ten. Compared to like you're taking Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers, I think you need you know, are these people on drugs? But yeah, that that's that's interesting. I think uh, there's no real love for Khalil Mack so far, which is interesting to me. I think he's absolutely elite, um, and he can just absolutely wreck an offensive line. So that's kind of interesting. But I don't I don't hate the Aaron Rodgers pick. I just think he's got maybe two years that are, you know, better than better than average left in the tank.
1: Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked too far ahead here. I've been scrolling sort of pick by pick, but I would definitely take Cleo Mack over both Bosa brothers in a heartbeat, but uh,
0: Definitely the definitely the rookie. I'm, I'm, I forget their names, but
1: Nick and um, Joey. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking him over the Probably the Italian. Rookie. I don't know. They probably ran a pizza shop at one point.
1: Uh probably. Probably ate all the pizza as well. Um <laughs> Joey Burrow from down on the bayou um, goes number 13 to Indianapolis Colts. Zach Ertz, uh, Julie Ertz's husband, goes number 52 to the Colts. Quentin Nelson and Darius, I mean, this is no fun. Like, they're picking two guys already have. I mean, Quentin Nelson is good. Darius Leonard is really good. I think they're both really good. I think they're both fantastic players, but be fun. Mike Wells, you pick two out of four of current players on your roster. Be a little bit fun. Be a little bit interesting. Don't be a stereotypical reporter. Joe Burrow here, I guess, makes sense. I think he's going to be good. I have no idea, really. Um, apparently, the Colts value a tight end in their offense. That's why he went with Ertz number two. And for three and four, he's a homer. Um, so what do you have to say about Indy's draft?
0: Uh, I don't really love the Joe Burrow pick. You know, I might be I'm, – I'm kind of a doubter of Joe Burrow right now. Uh, I think he can play, but he's one of those people I have to see it at the, the next level to be convinced. Does that makes sense. Yeah, I'd almost sure. miss- that's a that's a high draft pick in my opinion when you have like active uh, active players, excuse me, on, on on the table. Still, I'm not gonna pick like a Derek Carr over Joe Burrow. Never, but never. I'm not going <laughs> not gonna go that far, but kind of drawing a blank on on who I'd pick over Joe Burrow as far as active quarterbacks. I'm trying to think that haven't already been been chosen. Kyler, Kyler, yeah, Kyler Murray, picking, I don't. Know, that's that's a toss up for me.
1: Mayfield um, Allen.
0: Mayfield, yeah, yeah, I'm taking ba- Baker Mayfield over uh over Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, every time.
1: I'd probably this, take I'd probably take Matt Stafford over Joe Burrow right now.
0: Uh, well, I think Matt Stafford's in his like early, uh, early to mid 30s. Would you say? He's or like 33. 33, yeah. Well, research department l- letting us down again. So.
1: Terrible, yeah. terrible job. I'd probably take Matt <laughs> Ryan over Joe Burrow. Me.
0: Yeah, I'm. De- oh, yeah, I'm definitely. Well, the only thing is Matt Ryan might get you there, and then just fall on his face once he gets you there. So it's like, <laughs> we already know what that's going to be. Uh, yeah. Matt Stafford, 32 years of age, played on, on an absolute cancer of a team, the Detroit Lions. So uh, shout out to Lions fans. Don't kill yourselves, but you know, you don't have much to live for. Regardless of that, I'm ta- I'm taking Matt Stafford all day over uh, Joe Burrow, only because Joe Burrow has yet to play a snap. So I, I have to see it at the next level to right. uh, really, really believe in it. Um that's just my take on it. Yeah, that, that's where I. And remind me who who they go with the second pick. Uh,
1: they went with Zach Ertz, your boy from Philly.
0: The the thing I do respect about Zach Ertz, regardless of you know even if he didn't play for the Eagles, that guy's an absolute warrior. He's going on the field with broken ribs, um, you know, reportedly a couple broken fingers last season, that type of thing. So Zach Ertz, Mister Consistent, doesn't drop many balls whatsoever and catches the ball in traffic like. It's his job, so no, I don't have a problem with that pick.
1: I agree. I'm, I'm a fan of Zach Hertz. Seems like so a nice guy off the field as well. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he, um,
0: uh, I think he's he, an absolute, uh, just a, t- a tough guy, and uh, one of those one of those players where you can just count on him to be out there. He is trying to get a lot of money out of Philly, which I can understand why he's he's elite. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the, the salary cap perspective.
1: All right. So so if I had posed this question to you before we started this breakdown um, and I gave you all the parameters for this draft. I told you um, that each reporter slash GM in this case was trying to win a Super Bowl within the first five years of having this team. Would you have thought that Tom Brady would go in the first 15 picks?
0: First 15. Yeah, I definitely would have said that's a, that's a guarantee. Somebody's going to pick him. You know,
1: he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team he is currently going to suit up for uh, in round one, number 14, Tom Brady. Uh, They selected Alvin Kamara in round two. They selected Chris Jones, um, defensive tackle in round three, and then Kenny Galladay um, in round four. I I like the Brady, Kamara, Galladay. Um, Chris Jones is obviously good in his own right as well. If you're trying to build a winner in five, this is obviously – this team's going to win this year, no doubt about it, but I don't know. I I mean, maybe Brady has two more good years left. I don't know. Maybe a third. I doubt it. I just don't see him playing past probably this season, next season um you know all those quarterbacks we just listed are on the board Roethlisberger's on the board Stafford's on the board Ryan's on the board I don't know I just just like I would like to take a not a young guy per se but a younger guy obviously every every player in the league is younger than Brady except for maybe Vinatieri if he comes back but um, (laughs) I think I think it's a great skill position um setup. it's a great skill position foundation and Chris Jones is obviously great for the defense but uh, maybe take a younger guy in, in the quarterback spot
0: yeah so I, I definitely see where you're coming from but at the same time it, you know it's one of those things where it's like if Brady's on the board do you pass on him and then you know he goes out wins a ring and then it's like damn it we could have had that I definitely I, I don't disagree with the pick I picking Brady probably over Prescott to be honest with you just because I've seen Brady do it six times and Prescott hasn't even got the one yet maybe not extremely fair just because Prescott obviously hasn't played too terribly long. Brady's established. He's the best quarterback of all time. So it's one of those things, you know, I, if I were a team, I'd probably pick him. I'd pick him over Breeze at this point because if they both have one year, a year or two or three, let's just say at max on, on either one of those. I think Tom Brady has more left in the tank from a, just a, an overall like winning perspective. Breeze might put up prettier numbers, but Brady just finds a way to win. You're, you know, this is going on decades now. I don't disagree with the pick. It's obviously stereotypical that the Buccaneers picked him because he's on the Buccaneers. But, um, yeah, I would have picked him. I think me personally, I would have picked him sooner only to, to kind of go after that maybe one, two-year run and then call it a day. But if you win two championships in five years, that's uh, that's successful in my book. So that's kind of where I sit on that one. And, and Kamara, absolutely, every time I see him play, he rips apart defenses, I think. He's much better than Ezekiel Elliott is at, at this stage of his career. So I'm, I'm I'm with that pick all day long.
1: I would almost take the Buccaneers' current four best players over this four. That's a different conversation for a different day because I want to get to the Denver Broncos, and I want to get to the most idiotic pick of this entire draft. They drafted a quarterback with the 15th pick, a terrible pick in my opinion. Do you have any guesses as to who they might have selected with their first round pick? <laughs>
0: Older or younger quarterback? Younger.
1: Outside. Th- think outside the box here.
0: All right, I, ha- I have an idea. I might. I might be totally off though. Let's hear it. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Tua. That's a good guess. I would have
1: rather Tua here than the guy they picked. They picked Drew Locke. Yeah. They picked Drew Locke here over all of those quarterbacks we just said. I think he's played what five games. I don't really want to analyze the rest of the picks. Um, the guy who evaluated these picks said. He was ranked in tier four out of four tiers. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, this reporter showed his faith in in LA by taking Locke over some safer QB options. I, I mean, I just really don't know what to say. I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't. I've never seen Drew Locke play. I've seen highlights, obviously, but he has a winning record. I think it's more of a a schedule factor than anything else. I I don't see him being a top 15 quarterback even ever in his career. I think he's too. Um, he was too turnover-prone in college. I don't think he's tall enough. That's a hot take. He spits some some good rap on the sidelines. I'll give him that. But I just don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback, and I, I don't understand why you take him um, at number 15 here. But if he if he was going to go to a team this high, it would probably be the Broncos since he fucking plays for the
0: team now. I'm with you there. I think John Elway, he kind of made the right decision in bringing Peyton Manning over for, for the championship run. But uh, ever since then, he's been kind of atrocious overall. You know, if you if you look back on the picks and just you know the years after they won the Super Bowl, it's just been a little bit like depressing to be a uh, Broncos fan. So um, yeah, I'm not really sure what this reporter was getting at by picking Drew Lock over. I mean, he, I, I'm taking Big Ben even to, for a year or two over. Drew oh, Locke yeah. right, right now, I mean, God, what, yeah. what is what is what is Drew Locke done so far? He he kind of reminds me of uh you know he's probably a little bit better, but take me back to uh. You know when the Miami Dolphins picked that? I uh, forget, I forget his name. What's that? Tannehill? No, it, it was like just a couple of, a year or two ago. Uh, he might oh, have been,
1: Rosen, Josh oh,
0: Rosen. Josh, yeah, 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 yeah. Josh, Josh Rosen, just one of those guys. Uh, I think he he's gonna be better than Josh Rosen, but you know it's up to this point. If if you told me, you know, asked me who's better, Drew Lock or Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, uh, you know, I'd kind of be, you know, that would be a puzzle for me because both haven't done anything. So it's like, you know what side of the coin is, is flipped over, uh, you know, I'll pick either one of them. They're both garbage. So let me Down put it to you.
1: Pick number 16, the Atlanta Falcons select Josh Rosen. No, I'm just kidding. Has uh-huh. anyone had a more unfortunate start to their career than, than, than Josh Rosen? More, I guess more uh, of an unfortunate start to a career for a top 10 pick than Josh Rosen.
0: But at the same time, it's kind of – kind of makes me believe in, in the whole karma way of thinking because if you remember on draft night, he was kind of shooting his mouth off like – you know, I'm, I'm a stud. What, what's all this, what's all this hate for? What's all this, uh, you know, I'm getting passed on for what reason? So, uh, so far, you know, the, I guess these NFL scouts and representatives are, are looking kind of smart for passing on him. Uh, no. Obviously his career isn't, isn't over yet. There hasn't been much of, a, of his career. So, you know, even the average football player or football fan probably doesn't know who Josh Rosen plays for these days. So. Hasn't really made any type of contribution. Uh, I'm looking real quick at Drew Locke's stats: seven touchdowns, three picks. Not bad. I mean, obviously for lights you know, up the
1: stat sheet. My God,
0: might might be a, an early fantasy pick for, for you guys. How many games?
1: It, how many games has he played though? Like,
0: we're five games. Five games. Completion seven percentage. Touchdowns
1: in five games is not that good.
0: Not 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 too great. Not too great. But hey, he's uh, better than some out there.
1: That's probably might, that's probably an average of 25 a season, which is not going to get you in the playoffs.
0: It's kind of questionable that uh, you know he has a job, but like Cam Newton doesn't. But that's you know kind of a different conversation.
1: I can see why they they wouldn't want to bring him in. They don't want to make a have a quarterback controversy. But I, I get no no that.
0: not yeah. I'm I'm not saying there for example, just somewhere yeah. in the league. But I agree.
1: He's a rookie. Maybe we're being a little harsh, but he he is he was a rookie. <laughs> I should say he's going to be in his second year, maybe. Um, he'll be he'll be a little better. He has good receivers, um, and I think they just drafted two back to back. They have C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think they, did they draft that kid from Penn State as well? That short guy.
0: Oh yeah, receiver the number one. I'm drawing a blank on his name too. I'm my my brain is absolutely mashed potatoes tonight. But uh,
1: it's the research department, dude.
0: Once again, just coming out flat. Um, you know, there's gonna be changes made for even later on this week. So don't you guys worry about that. It's a big time letdown again shit show performance from them but uh regardless of that i, I am looking at drew lock stats because you got me kind of interested in this um he's slightly younger than i am which is depressing again <laughs> but he is uh four and one overall can't hate that who did he um, who did
1: he beat does it tell you that or am i yeah 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 so i got that
0: here we're looking at he beat the chargers in a super close game 23 20 doesn't matter. beat the houston went up against the watson in houston and beat and beat the Sean Watson. So, you know, twenty two of twenty seventh for three hundred nine, three touchdowns, one pick. That that's the one that stands out. That that was his best game against. Uh, uh, that's, you know, kind a good, of,
1: that's kind of impressive. we will give him that.
0: Yeah, good Texans team. Uh, then absolutely uh, choked under the under the pressure of Patrick Mahomes. You know, had a tail between his legs. It looks like because he went eighteen for forty for two hundred eight, no touchdowns and a pick, and they lost. Nice. Twenty three to three, so just blown out of the building before that one even got started. How do you
1: how do you let a rookie throw the ball forty times? I just that's on the coaching in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no I'm, well they have Philip uh, Lindsey Lindsay over there. So he's yeah, a stud. a couple good backs, I think. And then yeah, just going going through this. I mean he, he beat Detroit at home. Doesn't um, count. <laughs> 23, 25 of thirty three for a buck ninety two. Not not lighting the world on fire on that one, but okay. hey, one touchdown, no picks, it, you know, no turnovers, and then beat John Gruden. The Raiders, uh, sixteen to fifteen, <laughs> in a baseball score almost style. The Raiders,
1: the Raiders sucked last year. That doesn't, doesn't count either.
0: Uh, and he only had a buck seventy-seven. He only threw the ball twenty-eight times, but one touchdown, no picks. But overall, I mean, these stats aren't absolute. Aren't that bad? No, they're uh, not. So, so maybe maybe we need to give him a fair shake. But Josh Rosen, he's definitely on the. Uh, definitely on the hate list, and uh, just one of those I kind of look at it, you know, it's hate the face type of situations, you know. Just kind of pisses me off just seeing him. I, uh, hate to, I
1: hate I hate to put this out there right now, but if, if Drew Locke continues down a path I think he'll go down, he might turn into the Derek Carr of the, of this podcast.
0: You're talking about uh, Drew Locke or, or Josh Rosen?
1: Drew Locke. Josh Rosen's out of the league in my mind. It's Drew, <laughs> Drew Locke.
0: Oh, man. I, I kind of want Drew Locke to do well. He came from a... Somewhat smaller school in Mizzou, so.
1: It's SEC, bro.
0: Yeah, but it's like, it's at the it's at the Shitty, bottom. At, the it's
1: part. in the basement. It's in the basement of the SEC.
0: It's like it's like uh, it's one of those you know places you go where it's like, you you go let's say Hershey Park and it's like one of the rides that no one really wants to ride but the they'll Wildcat? ride it. There. Wildcats kind of underappreciated, I would say, bro. But, uh,
1: bro. Don't even no, don't even get me started. The Wildcat gives you a concussion every time you step foot on that thing. But here here's something for the listeners. Like,
0: you know, the people that are close to me probably know this is I'm an absolute pussy when it comes to uh amusement parks. I get my I get a pretty bad headache for some reason, so I guess I'm just cursed. Uh so just roller coasters aren't my thing. But in 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 an effort to make a like a reference to this, it's like, you know, people are gonna wait for, for rides such as let's let's say the Storm Runner uh, Fahrenheit, things like that. It's one of those rides where it's like, there's no, there's no weight, uh, for a reason, you know, it's just not very eventful. So I'd probably describe that as like a Mizzou instead of obviously like a Clemson, Alabama, even Mm -hmm. like an Auburn, that type of school in that situation. So that's
1: that's a fair point. I feel like, I feel like uh, Missouri, I feel like Missouri gets the guys that like, they get a guy like Kelly Bryant who transferred from Clemson because Trevor Lawrence was waiting in the wings. They get guys like that. They get like decent players from, from the transfer portal. They don't really, I mean, I, I this is without looking at their fucking recruiting classes, obviously, but <laughs> I feel like they don't get like decent recruiting classes compared to the rest of the SEC. They get a lot of decent transfers because these guys want to show off their skills after, you know, flaming out at a school and play SEC defenses or SEC offenses. But I I just don't think they'll ever be a top-flight SEC school because of that.
0: No, I'm I'm with you. I mean, you never know who could – because, you know, Clemson wasn't a powerhouse 10 years ago. Fair. In that respect, you know, you never know. Um, I don't know if you – real quick, not to go off on another tangent, but uh, if you remember the name, Chase Chase Daniel from Mizzou. Oh, yeah, Chase Daniel. So, I I watched a, a piece on ESPN, and this had to be, you know, like freshman year maybe or something like that. And he uh, he got a concussion. I, I want to say it was in the second the second quarter or right near halftime. And the doctors basically told him like you really can't be playing. And he basically said f you to the doctors and went out there and played. So uh, you know, for him. respect respect for uh, Chase Daniel wherever wherever he might be. Uh, didn't really pan out in the NFL, but uh, I think he's
1: know. I think he's the Bears backup quarterback right now, or one of the Bears backup quarterbacks.
0: We're once again, the uh, research department not giving us much. But uh, let's – yeah, uh, current team Detroit Lions, it's saying here. But he did, play, he did play for the, for the Bears, lifetime stats, not, not, not a whole lot.
1: He played every, like, fifth game because Trubisky, like, had a turf toe or something.
0: Yeah, he probably, like, tore uh, a toenail off of his foot and he had to sit out. But
1: he was on the Saints for a while, too. I think he was on the Chiefs as well. He might be the best quarterback from Missouri of all time and he was a career backup NFL quarterback.
0: <laughs> kinda kinda depressing. Uh career NFL stats, seven touchdowns, five picks. <laughs> so it's a Drew Locke stat line. He is a Super Bowl champion though. There With you who? go. Super Bowl ch- uh, so he's played for Reds Redskins for a year, Saints, Chiefs, Eagles, Saints. it had to have been the Saints.
1: Oh, it might have uh, been the Eagles.
0: Or wait, the Bears he was on from no, that was just Latin for one season. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Eagles, 2016. So no, uh,
1: no. Oh, so he, so it must be the Saints then.
0: Unless it was a whatever, yeah. Either he way, he's got
1: that. he's got the ring. Who cares how he got it?
0: <laughs> we gave him more more airplay than he's ever had in his entire career, even in college, I think. So
1: we gave him more airtime than Hershey Park, which is a shame because Hershey Park is the best place, uh, probably <laughs> in Pennsylvania. So. After all of those tangents are out of, are out of the way behind us. Um were we I think we were we just got well, what we just picked we just got to the Broncos picks. Yeah. So pick sixteen here, Atlanta Falcons. They obviously went with Matt Ryan because these guys are homers. Uh round two, Cameron Jordan is a good player. I don't I don't hate that. Um then they capped it off with two rookies, C D Lamb in round three and then Jeff Okuda in round four. Matt Ryan's thirty five. Hand up, I thought he was like thirty two or thirty-three, so he's getting up there um if you're trying to win in the next five years why would you pick a 35-year-old quarterback that's just me I should say why would you pick a 35-year-old quarterback who's not Aaron Rodgers or or Drew Brees or Tom Brady but that's just me um Cam Jordan's pretty good I think he has you know third or fourth most sacks in the last three years CeeDee Lamb I think is going to be a good player I I don't think he's going to be the best wide receiver out of this year's draft but I do think he'll be a good player um and Jeff Okuda I think will be a very good player so I don't know, de- decent draft, I guess. I don't think they're in tier one by any means. They, want, they might be in a tier two, tier, tier three type of setting. But, of course, another homer uh, has to go with their homegrown quarterback. You there? I think we lost Aaron, folks. This is the, the detriment of Zoom. Um, it's, it's the detriment of technology. I think hopefully everybody by this point is a little bit, I wouldn't say numb to, to technical difficulties, but a little bit used to them. Um so I think we have you now Aaron do we have you on the line we,
0: Yeah I don't know exactly what happened there um, I'm starting to lose faith in the in the Android platform um you know so I okay. don't know what Yeah I don't know I literally was closing other apps I didn't close this one and it just kind of I went back to this one real quick to make sure it was still open and it crashed on me so uh you know not ideal and and I might I even put that on on Zoom I think that was my be a glitch on, on your end can, and once we'll again we give it to them. we'll give it to zoom the problem is you know we've considered other platforms and, and it's like they're not taking this seriously enough because that just I, happened
1: i think i might have found another platform by the way i haven't told you yet but i think i might have found one
0: dude I'm, I'm i'm all ears when whenever we want to have that conversation because that that's just obviously right in the middle of a show for something to cut out you know it makes me want <laughs> to throw, my phone almost left my hand you know and it wasn't gonna be like a Derek Carr type of throw, that was gonna be a Mahomes bullet. I,
1: I just thought the cop car was rolling by again and, and he, he had to get off to, to talk to to talk to him, but glad to have you <laughs> <be> back nonetheless. <laughs> so we yeah, just we're, left off. I was just chatting about Matt Ryan and how it's an absolute travesty that these reporters keep taking their
0: homegrown guys. Yeah, I mean, uh Matt Ryan might go down as one of the better quarterbacks that never won a Super Bowl, hopefully. No, I, I really wouldn't mind seeing the Falcons win a Super Bowl. I just don't see it. I think they kind of – they were at their peak, and it's like ever since then they've they've kind of fallen off their cliff. But, you know, Matt Ryan, I think he's a, a very likable guy. He seems like a very, like, approachable dude. But uh, just hasn't, you know I, – I almost put that on the coaching at Super Bowl. I think you, you got to take some of those field goals when you could have, when you were obviously having trouble scoring the ball and you could have taken a field goal and taken the three points and maybe somehow put New England – in a position where they had to, you know, really, really scramble towards the end, but.
1: Or just run the ball and run out the clock.
0: Yeah. That's that's kind of like basic, basic football knowledge that they failed to capitalize on. Uh, but shout out to Pete Carroll. He did the same thing and absolutely choked. So um, I'm with you though. I, I don't know. It, you've kind of seen Matt Ryan's career, you know, play out in Atlanta and it, you know, it doesn't look to me like he wins the Super Bowl for the rest of his career. So why, you know, pick something that that isn't gonna work, you know, and you already know the result of it. But that's exactly what that reporter did, and that reporter, you know, obviously needs to check himself a little bit. I think.
1: Former Boston College Eagle Matt Ryan, shout out. We're awesome. gonna be at, we're gonna be at pick seventeen here. I've, I've made the executive decision to get to the top twenty on this show since we'll be going for about an hour, and then we'll <laughs> get to the remaining twelve on on next episode because we have nothing else to talk about. This might turn into the last dance part Two, but uh, hopefully it doesn't. So we'll get to number 17 here. Um, Finally, Kyler Murray um, gets off the board from the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, that would be kind of fire to see Kyler on the Cowboys. As much as I hate them, I think he is a little little bit of a better version of Dak. Um, Obviously, we've only seen one year of him, but that's just my knee-jerk reaction. Tyron Smith went number two at pick 48 for them. Um, great offensive tackle I don't hate that pick Keenan Allen number three underrated wide receiver great pick in round four Max Crosby defensive end currently plays for the Raiders he's a good pick as well so I don't hate this I think it's probably tier one maybe tier two I think it's a lot of above average guys that they got um, and the value's been pretty good here so don't hate these picks whatsoever even though I hate the team
0: yeah not a yeah good good evaluation on that one Definitely think Keenan Allen's a little bit underappreciated as well. I'm, I'm with you on that point. Kyler Murray falling that far is kind of surprising to me, uh, just based upon the quarterbacks that were picked, you know, chosen over him. You know, that, that just kind of stands out. But, uh, yeah, that that would probably work pretty well. Uh, them being the Cowboys, they'd probably find a way to, to mess it up somehow, some way, regardless, just because of their, their recent track record. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on the picks are definitely above average. Uh, throughout the the first four there,
1: all right. So number eighteen here, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to I want to read you um, this description here uh, that this reporter gave to us, um, Steelers reporter. At number eighteen, I felt like I was in no man's land. The top tier QBs were off the board, and some of the best skill players were also gone. I decided to go with Teddy Bridgewater because he has shown the potential to jump into the next tier of quarterbacks. And I think a couple of years in New Orleans made him even better. I repeat, the top tier quarterbacks were off the board and I was in no man's land, but yet decided to go with Teddy Bridgewater. That makes zero sense to me. Uh,
0: I, I get it in some aspects. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater definitely proved a lot. And he kind of played well in, in a position where he kind of had to. Uh, just to to elevate that team, Uh, you know, obviously the the catastrophic injury in Minnesota, you know, is is something to to at least give thought to. So I get what he's saying, but I think when let's just rule out injury and things like that, I think Teddy Bridgewater has definitely the potential to be elite and he's definitely top tier type of guy. So I I get the points he's making. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater's somewhat forgotten about in, in, in the aspect of like if you're drafting all these these guys but like I would take Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke I'd take him over probably Dak Prescott even uh, I'd take wow. the risk uh, yeah I think when when Teddy Bridgewater can you know is on the field and he's playing he's one of those guys where it's just you got to be a little bit concerned you know is he going to hold up uh, like a Carson Wentz that type of deal so if he can stay on the field I think he he has every tool to be elite uh, it's just Always the question mark. Will he get injured again, and, and how severe that that type of thing? But I, I am rooting for him personally. Would
1: you take Would you take Teddy Bridgewater over Kirk Cousins? Definitely. Really?
0: I think I think Kirk Cousins is the definition uh, the definition of vanilla. I think Kirk Cousins is like, uh, I just think Kirk Cousins is a, is a backup to me. I, I you know, he might put up pretty stats, but he's kind of like Jay Cutler to me in the fact that he's never going to win anything.
1: So. He's better than Jay Collar, dude. I, I I don't think – I mean, look at those Washington teams. I just don't think he had anything. And, you know, these Minnesota teams are definitely better. I'm not giving him a free pass, and I'm not saying he's by any means a top, let's say, 15 quarterback. I just think at this point he's shown more to me than Teddy Bridgewater has. I mean, you know, Teddy Bridgewater lost the – Starting quarterback job to a twenty-year-old Sam Darnold. I, I just, I mean, he, he, yeah, he probably progressed, and and people say New Orleans is a is a quarterback school, and you know there are five, probably six quarterback gurus on that team, and and Drew Brees is obviously essentially a coach at this point. He probably learned a lot, and Jameis is going to do the same thing. I just, I just can't. I mean, Kirk went sixty-ninth, and Teddy Bridgewater goes eighteenth. I had to think you could probably get better value in round two or three than taking a guy like Bridgewater you know, at 18.
0: No, I hear you. I mean, I, I might take like, uh, this might sound a little ridiculous, but I might take like Baker Mayfield over Teddy Bridgewater though. I would too. The, I would in, too. In, in the fact that like his ceiling might be higher. I think Teddy Bridgewater is kind of an almost, uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like he hasn't had the most fair career in life. And just from an outsider's perspective, I, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not in these, these front offices and I'm not watching them every day, obviously. It, it just seems like, at times Teddy Bridgewater can be absolutely elite where I think a guy like Kirk Cousins is just uh, like going to the wayside like he he can get you there but like is he ever gonna I'd rather take a chance on a guy that you know might you know come up with a you know go on a playoff run and and go the whole way somehow some way like you know almost like a miracle type situation where it's like I kind of know what I have with Kirk Cousins you know it's kind of like when, when Jay, And I only make the Jay Cutler reference because it's like you kind of knew what you always had with Jay Cutler. Like he had a monster arm. You, you know, yeah. he can play. He can put up stats when he wants to. But, like, is he going to win you the Super Bowl ever? I would bet my life that he isn't. And I feel the same way about Kirk Cousins. Because when I, I saw him get that huge contract with the Vikings, I thought that was a huge mistake. And I still I hold true to that today. Even though he makes playoff appearances, it's just like – that's that's about his ceiling, and and I think Teddy Bridgewater, in the right situation, and you know, and given more playing time, might come up with something bigger than that. That's all.
1: Yeah, I think it was a mistake for the Vikings as well. I also think it's a mistake for it was a mistake for the Panthers to sign Bridgewater over Cam Newton.
0: That's interesting. I, I yeah, I don't. I, I'd have to. So Teddy Bridgewater has basically played five years. What Cam Newton's probably played like eight, eight or nine. Probably eight, yeah. Eight, yeah. So, I mean,
1: there's obviously the the health factor with Newton. I don't think anyone's been able to check him out and check out his shoulder. That's been probably repaired two or three times at this point. But I mean, they they play similar styles. I think they're both pretty mobile and they both get out of the pocket. Um, they're both. They also do have pocket presence to their to their games as well. Say so that much. I just think Cam Newton, from from an athletic perspective, is, is he can do more, and, and that might be because of Bridgewater's knee injury, probably, uh, probably is, definitely. So, I don't know. I, I, I think you probably could have saved some money on on Nude potentially and, and you know, instead of instead of paying a decent amount of money for, for Bridgewater. But getting to 19 here, um, interestingly enough, we go with a guy I completely forgot about in Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the record of saying uh, I don't think Jimmy G is as good as what people – most people think. He can be that guy. Uh, I just don't know if he can do it on a consistent basis. And and yeah, it was his first Super Bowl. Um, you know, and, it, and it's tough. You're going against Patrick Mahomes, but also in his his first Super Bowl. So I just think, you know, if you if you go back to, to towards the end of that game, he was just overthrowing people. I mean, just left and right, and just kind of cost them the game. Um, so it's it's one of those situations where it's like. Will Jimmy G win you the game? I don't know. Will he lose you the game? I don't know. You know, it's one of those, like, yeah. he's, a question, he's a question mark to me. I don't think he's, like, if it comes down to him winning the game for you, probably three out of five times he doesn't uh, win the game for you. He might pull out one or two here and there. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not huge on Jimmy G. I think he's, uh, he's one of those guys, like, almost like a, an upgraded Mark Sanchez in the fact that he, he's a game manager to an extent. I don't think he's extremely impressive and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a, I haven't been on a, on a Jimmy G, you know, fan, fan bandwagon whatsoever at all ever. So.
1: I agree with that. And I think the fact that we didn't, we didn't bring him up when talking about Stafford, Roethlisberger, Ryan was because he is so forgettable. I, you know, I, he, yeah. more, he was more, he more played the, he played like Ryan Tannehill played more of than like a, a Patrick Mahomes played during last year's playoffs. For me, I, I think, you know they ran that run game into the ground no pun intended I, I just think that 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 anchor of the run game that they had in that defense was elite as well was a huge factor I mean they blew out the Packers in the NFC Championship game on the run alone so um, he basically was was trusted to throw five to ten like max decent decent throws a game and ultimately he couldn't do it in in, in the Super Bowl in, in the big moment so um, I would agree probably having Bridgewater over Garoppolo, and I think it's too high for both of them to be taken this high. Um, just to round out the rest of the Bears' picks here, Derrick Henry went in the second round. Jerry Judy, third, Jackson, fourth. Um, too high probably to take Derrick Henry. I think he's a great player, but probably not in the next five years. Jerry Judy, um, I think. Wow, that surprises
0: me year. a little bit. What's up? I said that that surprises me a little bit. I mean, I think Derrick Henry carried the Titans to the playoffs in that respect. So I don't know. I'm not saying I totally disagree with you, but I'm I'm a little bit shocked on that one. I was more, I was more basing it off the next five
1: years. I think, yeah, he's probably going to be stud the next one or two, but. I uh, got, okay. yeah, that's fair. I think, I think it's also to the state of the the position. Like that's why you don't, unless you're like a, a Christian McCaffrey type guy, you're not going to get paid probably those long-term yeah. deals. And I think he's going to play in the franchise tag, it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong research here, but. Uh, I, I, you know, he absolutely, you know, ran train on, on the Patriots and the Ravens in, this, in the playoffs. Um, and they, you know, 10 Hill, I think would, would throw for 80, 90 yards a game and, and just basically ride the coattails of Henry. Uh, so he definitely deserves to, to get paid like a top flight running back. And if, if we're talking 10 years ago, he probably would have been up there with the Adrian Peterson in terms of salary. But I just think we're in such a pass happy league where a guy with that skill set doesn't get rewarded. Even though he probably should. So, if we're drafting for the next five years, like the parameters were, I don't know if I take him in the, in the second round. But if you get him in the third and fourth, I don't hate it whatsoever.
0: Yeah, no, I I hear you on that. I think uh, I think Derek Henry might go down as one of the most like underappreciated guys. Um, just in the fact that he, he's honestly, I think he's kind of forgettable to a fault, just because he plays for the Titans. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, if he played for the New England Patriots during his career, it might he might be you know thought about a lot more. Yeah. but that's just kind of the situation that he's in. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on on that on those on those perspectives and, and maybe maybe you're right. He he's got one or two. I think they they run him into the ground and they just burn him out, you know, they're going to burn him out prematurely unfortunately for him. Uh you know, running backs just don't survive long-term in the league. Uh, they take an absolute beat, uh, beating. So, yeah, you you might be right. One or two more great seasons left in him.
1: When Ryan Tannehill is my quarterback, I'm definitely going to ride the coattails and
0: pound that guy to the ground. Um,
1: from, next, from, from one running back to the next, Christian McCaffrey uh, goes with pick number 20 to the Los Angeles Rams. They picked Bobby Wagner in round two, which is a fantastic pick there, in my opinion. Round number three, Jared Goff. And then round number four, Dante Fowler Jr. So, I mean, this is kind of interesting to take a running back in the first round. I think he was the only running back to go in this draft in round one. I just think he can, he can, he can do it all. He's only 23 years old. He can catch the ball. He caught for over a thousand yards, ran the ball for over a thousand yards. He can basically do whatever you need him to do. Um, Great locker room guy, great team guy. Also stole Danny Amendola's girlfriend. So that's kind of funny. Um, I don't know if I take him this early, but um, I I guess I could warrant a first round selection. They get golf in the third round. So um, he had, ends up going back to the Rams and, and they get a guy in the fourth round who used to play for the Rams and Dante. Actually, he might still play for the Rams. I have no idea. Research here. Help me out. Uh, I think it's it's an interesting draft for sure. I think Wagner's really good. I think McCaffrey's good as well. They'll have a good defense for sure. I don't know if Goff is the guy to, to get them there. Goff to me has sort of trailed tailed off in, in the last year, um, which is insane to, to think he played in, in a Super Bowl. And the year 2019, um, concerning the season he had, he's getting paid a little of money to, to really not do much. They're kind of at, at the cap this year again, so he's going to have to do a lot more with with a lot less. So we'll see what we'll see what he does. I just don't think he would be the one to sort of lead this team. And, and if he you know, if he played with with CMC, with Christian McCaffrey, he'd probably have to give the give the ball to him on on most downs. I would have to think.
0: Yeah, I think maybe that would you know Todd Gurley kind of fell off the face of the earth. Uh, which um, definitely hurt, you know, Jared Goff in that respect. So it's interesting. I think, you know, if you get McAfee, Christian McAfee, uh and, and you get him uh, antiquated in that system and, and you, you know, basically make him a, a big-time target in the receiving game and obviously, you know, pounding the rock, that might work. And that might get them pretty far, honestly, because they, they kind of went on a run towards the end of the, the season last year. So yeah. I don't think they're they're too, too far away. I'm, I'm with you on the Jared Goff uh, perspective. I think in the Super Bowl, he laid an absolute egg. Uh, you guys got to you gotta put on a little bit better performance, even if it's against a New England defense. I think that's just, I don't know, to me, like you're, you got to at least, it, it was almost like they were scared to try uh, with him um, because they just tried to run the ball the whole game, and he just didn't do much at all. So kind of back to your point where he doesn't have to do too much. So long story short on that one, uh, you know, I think, maybe if you if you draft like a, a DJ Metcalf from the the Seahawks that might be enough to to help out a Jerry Goff but you know that i don't i don't have a problem with uh McAfee. i think he's a hell of a player but uh yeah i i, I don't know if that's earth shattering as far as just cuz they still would have Jerry Goff and and right. i don't know he's kind of he can he can be very good but uh, it just seems like he might be a type of guy that that fizzles out and and that might you know present itself in the next couple of years and, and then they'll go a different direction. Who knows, but he just got paid a boatload of money, like you said. So they're kind of counting on him and they kind of gave him the keys to that team. So we'll see. He might, you know, just fizzle out though.
1: Yeah. They, they got their QB. They got their running back and they got, uh, two studs on, on defense. So I can't really hate them. Uh, can't really hate those picks at the end of the day. Uh, that caps off the, this NFL nation, um, discussion, for this episode we will leave you with a teaser uh the eagles pick next to number 21 so aaron will leave you with a teaser who do you think they selected with their um first round pick
0: man it's getting harder and harder with uh as as the draft picks are it's becoming later in the first round uh could you give me a position at least just because i have no idea quarterback wow i mean i, I don't think they go the jet, you know, flip-flop with the Jets and go, Sam Darnold, I don't think. Maybe, though. I'm not sure. I really don't know. I'm I'm puzzled on that. I will
1: tell you it's not Sam Darnold, but we won't reveal it until next episode. Uh, You're on the right track there, though. That's all I'll say. So um, that, again, wraps up our NFL Nation sort of quote-unquote story um, where each of the 32 NFL Nation reporters picked uh, the NFL players in sort of a fantasy draft, four-round mock 32-team NFL draft, and we we dissected and made fun of some of the picks. So um, that is that on that until next time, folks.
0: Yeah. So, uh, not, not a boatload of topics to choose from right now. Um, you know, not a whole lot going on, you know, across all the, the sports quite yet. So, you know, glad, uh, the faithful ones are, are sticking with us. I guarantee, uh, you know, within, you know, a month and a half, two months, it'll be a lot more interesting and, and we'll have far more to talk about than just, you know, these made up situations and scenarios that, the reporters got to take a you know, a part of so um, appreciate the support as always I always like talking football my main man Dan uh, he's, he's always got the breakdowns on point so you know like I said we didn't have a lot to talk about but uh, we did dive in and, and it's kind of interesting it's almost like playing a video game where you're selecting people that you would never have a chance to you know, previously in that aspect.
1: I guess home.